Welcome to Behind the Bookshelves. My name is Richard Davis, and this Abe Books podcast is dedicated to telling the stories behind books and the people who love them. Today, it's just me, and I'm talking about buying used books. Should be simple. Well, there's a whole world of jargon and terminology to understand, and I'll try and put some of that stuff into plain English. So firstly, a used or a second-hand book is a book that's been owned or read by someone else. Used books offer great value for money, and the used book market allows you to discover out-of-print books that simply can't be found in mainstream bookstores that only stock new copies. Just like cars, the most important aspect of buying used books is condition. It dictates a portion of the price, and booksellers use a grading scale to describe condition. It goes something like this. As new, fine, very good, good, fair, poor, reading copy. As new, that means a book that is in the same immaculate condition as when it was published. This could be the description for a book that has been lost in a warehouse for years, never shelved or even opened, and yet still may be some years old. Fine, sometimes abbreviated to F or FN, That's a book approaching the condition of as new, but without being so crisp. The book may have been opened and read, but there are no defects to the book, jacket, or its pages. Very good, shortened to VG. This describes a book that shows some small signs of wear, but no tears on either the binding or the paper. Usually any defects for a VG or a very good book should be noted by the seller. Good, or G describes the average used, worn book that has all its pages. Again, any defects should be noted. Be careful with this one, though. It can be misleading to people who are unfamiliar with the used books business. The average used book is worn, with bumps and marks and a creased spine and so on. Fair. A book that has more wear. It's readable, but may lack a title page or a fold-out map, or have a badly worn jacket. Poor. This describes a worn book that may be soiled or scuffed or stained or spotted or have loose pages. Reading copy. This is a copy usually in poor to fair condition that includes all its text presented in a legible fashion. The copy is fine to read but nothing more. This term is widely used as a catch-all. You do see variations in condition grading descriptions. One man's fair can be someone else's very good. Some sellers will say near fine, or add a few plus signs to the grading. When you have a book with a dust jacket, then a good bookseller will apply a grading to the jacket too. For collectors, jackets are really important. They are protective coverings, but treasured for their artwork. However, it's really easy to tear a dust jacket. It's important to understand the difference between ex library and ex libris, as you will hear both these terms bandied about by used booksellers. A book described as ex library indicates it was once owned by a public or academic library. They're usually identified with a stamp or a card pocket or a cataloguing number. When sold by the library, the book is usually marked as discarded or withdrawn. These books can be very affordable, 
but also can be heavily worn. Some people get a bit sniffy about ex-library books because they insist they are not collectible. This is nonsense. Yes, a public library copy of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone is going to get absolutely hammered, but that's fine. It's supposed to be read and read and read and read again. But I've got ex-library books with card pockets that show they were borrowed less than 10 times in 30 years of library use. Ex-library copies can be a wonderful way of finding obscure out-of-print titles. Most libraries have fundraising sales events to shift the books that they are discarding. Ex Libris is Latin and means from the library of. This is a book sourced from someone's personal library. It could contain a book plate bearing the owner's name or initials. A book plate is a small personalised piece of artwork that's been stuck into the front of the book. They usually show what the reader likes to read. I like finding an unexpected book plate and numerous famous artists have produced beautiful book plates for collectors. The used book market contains many books that have been remaindered. Remainders are books that publishers have been unable to sell, so they are sold in bulk to resellers who sell them on to booksellers. These books are usually marked with a black spot or a dash on the bottom edge. A remaindered book can be in excellent condition and cheap too. A remainder isn't really a used book, as they've not been owned by anyone, but they have travelled around a bit from the printer, to the distributor, to a shop, to a warehouse, to another warehouse, or to another shop, and then to you. It seems to me that most cookbooks end up as remainders. A price-clipped book is a book where the price has been cut away from the dust jacket, usually because the book was a gift. For a collectible copy, being price-clipped reduces the financial value in a major way. There's plenty more jargon that you should be aware of. Foxing. Nothing to do with Reynard. This is brown spotting on the paper caused by a chemical reaction. It's generally found in 19th century books, particularly when they have engravings. Chipped. Nothing to do with fish. This is used to describe where small pieces are missing from the edges of the boards or where fraying has occurred on a dust jacket or the edge of a paperback. Damp stained. This is a light stain on the cover or the pages caused by moisture such as a piece of food or, or sweaty fingers. Ew. Water stains are much worse. Shaken. Nothing to do with martinis. This is a book whose pages are beginning to come loose from the binding. Of course we all know the book should never be shaken, thrown, juggled or used as coffee cup stands. Shelfware. Well this is exactly what it sounds like where that occurs as a book is placed onto and removed from a shelf. Much loved books get a lot of wear. You may also see the word rubbing used in this context. One word to really take note of is marginalia. These are the notes and comments added to pages by readers. They are common in textbooks and works that are academic in nature. Probably 50% of all paperback copies of On the Road have marginalia, written while the owner was waiting for their next ride while hitchhiking. A seller should always note marginalia. I usually find other people's comments and underlinings intensely annoying and I prefer clean books. I'm totally okay with the owner's name and inscriptions, 
and I love finding forgotten bookmarks like old newspaper articles. Terms and abbreviations for book sizes are also important once you go into the collectible area. They vary from miniature to double elephant folio. I won't go into these as my Latin is rubbish, but these terms define how many times the initial piece of paper was folded to become pages. Since I'm talking about used books, I'm presuming that most owners of general used books just want to read them. It's up to you to decide on your comfort level in terms of where. Some people are very strict. Only hardcovers with complete dust jackets in fine condition. But some people just want a pile of paperbacks to plough through and want their books to be just not falling apart. Now we should talk about price. As well as condition, price is dictated by scarcity. John Grisham's and Nora Roberts and James Patterson's are printed in huge quantities, so there are large numbers to be found on the used book market. Inevitably, they are cheap. Once a title goes out of print and copies become scarce, then prices are eventually going to rise. If there is demand as well, then prices for these scarce copies go even higher. Simple economics. High volume used booksellers with massive warehouses use software with pricing algorithms to adjust online pricing on an hourly basis. Old school bookmen and bookwomen just use their brains. We're now starting to cross over into the collectible book world and that's a different kettle of fish and a subject for another day. But perhaps one of the most exciting aspects of used book buying is book scouting when you're trawling through hundreds of used Grishams and Roberts and Pattersons to find the gems that are valuable. True book scouts then sell their finds to rare booksellers. I'm open-minded about used books because I've purchased books from every imaginable kind of used bookseller. Powell's in Oregon, The Strand in New York, sellers who sell books piled on crates in warehouses, church sales, teeny tiny used bookshops and yard sales. I prefer not really knowing what I'm looking for, which means a shop with piles of books on the floor really appeals to me. This is fine until I really want a specific book, and then I'm using the internet and reading each seller's description very carefully. And this seems like a good place to stop. My name is Richard Davis. Happy book hunting. Thanks to listening for Behind the Bookshelves, and we'll see you next time.